Hello, this is Terry Angus and you are listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Fulham Focus Podcast. My name's Matt Boisclair and it was an absolutely heartbreaking 97th minute equaliser this week that leaves us six points behind Burnley and Brighton, both of whom have two games in hand over us. Yet another dagger to our hearts as we surely head towards playing championship football again next season. I've got Ben Robinson and Matt Don with me to go back over the game. We're recording immediately after the full-time whistle. The sun's out, so let's get on with it so we can all go out and play. Fulham. Well, lads, sum that up for me. Who wants to go first? Ah, it was shit, wasn't it? I mean, ignoring the fact that we've 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 basically lost it. I mean, it's as good as a loss, isn't it? In the last minute, it was shit. Before that, we didn't again didn't look like a team that needed to win. We were incredibly lucky to be ahead, if you ask me. I think. Um, you know, our only chance of the game was a penalty, well-taken penalty, but a penalty. Um, all the other chances were at the other end. It did look like it was going to be only a matter of time. Heartbreaking how late it was, but let's be honest, the damage was done in the previous three games for me. Anyway, I think um, even if we won, would we have stayed up? Probably not. But now it's just a nail in a kind of another nail in the coffin that's not anywhere near going to be opening at all. So, yeah, really annoying but no, no less than we deserved, I think, no more than we deserved. Yeah, I, I think Sky put up a, um, a stat just before Arsenal scored, which said that they'd had Arsenal had had 11 attempts on goal in the second half to R1, and R1 was just that penalty. If we'd have, if we'd have come away with the three points, it would have been great, but you know it wouldn't have been deserved. Ben, how did you see it, mate? No, I agree completely. If we'd come away with three points, it wasn't deserved. It was it's one of those games where six weeks ago, if we'd got a point, you'd have said, yeah, that's a good result. But after the last three games, like Dom said, you can't draw those sort of games because we've lost points against the teams that we need to beat. We've got to beat teams like Arsenal, which is not good enough this season. That There's that clear lack of attacking threat. That was clear for everyone to see, I think. Yeah, I mean, we, we were at... Um... Everton away, Liverpool away, Leicester away, kind of that situation again, weren't we? Where we've left it where we need a result at a difficult ground that we we never do well on. Um, and, you know, we've got a point, but it's so far from being good enough now that, um, yeah, I mean, it's deflated now. I think it's if if the Newcastle result yesterday didn't confirm it, then then this really has, hasn't it? We just we just seeming to crumble under the pressure every week at the moment. Like those games that you mentioned, um, Leicester we saw out, although Leicester did score quite late on, didn't they? But we we beat them two one. Then that Everton was we coasted the Everton game to be honest. But the Liverpool game we saw out, and it felt like we'd come on in leaps and bounds as a team. But in the last few weeks, just pressure wise, we just seem to have completely gone under when it's when when the pressure's been on. And it happened again against Arsenal today. We we held out, but although I'm not quite sure where those seven minutes came from. Um, and they talked about Ariola going down and being injured and it being a, a kind of tactical get the trainer on. But the time's always added on at the end. So I, I always always find those kind of things quite quite strange. But yeah, this it it's it's gotta be over now, hasn't it? 
Yeah, we're six points behind Burnley now, I think. So, yeah, even if well, we they, won today... We're... Six points behind Burnley and Brighton, but they've both got two games in hand. And I just I need to add again that we are recording right after the final whistle. So Burnley are still yet to play as we're recording this. They're playing at Manchester United this afternoon. Yes, I mean, I mean, even if we won today, do you think we could have stayed up or not? Because personally, I don't think even a win today is still a long way to go. It, like it would have be been that, at home. It would have been that thing all over, all over again, where we've left it so late. It was literally the last chance today to get a win. Um, we've done it. We've done it a couple of times before. The hope comes back. We crumbled under the pressure last time. We we haven't. We've won what two? Still two games at home all season, isn't it? Nine goals yeah. scored at home all season. That's what's put us down. It's not conceding in the ninety seventh minute against Arsenal. It's it's losing to Leeds, Villa, Wolves in a row. Let's face it, Arsenal today as well. They were that was a reserve team. Yeah, and then Lacazette got injured, and they had a keeper who <laughs> either they got from Brighton, who was absolutely atrocious at the start of the season, take shots against him. You know, Villa, Villa, we were leading in the second half. Ended up losing 3-0 three, three after a disastrous 10 minutes. Leeds we were never likely to win that game. We were never really in it. And and Wolves, we got a, we got a reprieve from VAR and didn't take advantage. And in none of these four games have we really created a golden chance that I can see. And that, mm. that's what's putting us down. There's there's no point like keeping on this hope. Or while, while there's still games to play, there's hope. I've seen nothing from this team in the last two months to that, that looks like they're going to stay up at all. And no. you know, the longer time goes on, the more the more obvious that is well after the worst possible start to the weekend as Ben said Newcastle getting all three points against West Ham Scott Parker made five changes to the side that lost at home to Wolves Kenny Tete had Covid so he missed out Mitro was on the bench I can't even be bothered to ask you boys anymore why Scott Parker left him out in favour of frankly shitter players once again inside the first minute we almost fell behind then Ariola made a good low stop after a cutback from Smith Rowe but really, for the first kind of 25 minutes of the game, where we should be setting the pace if, we, if we're going to have any chance of, of staying up, we're just chasing shadows, Ben. Yeah, I mean, we seem to come up with this sort of mentality of don't let them score for the first 20 minutes, as opposed to coming out and us thinking, let's go and put our mark on the game. We come out and think, God, don't let them score, just hang on, no matter what. And at the start of the season, we're conceding in the first 10 minutes every every game, mm. aren't we? Um, yeah. We seem to be scared to concede rather than thinking, let's make them scared that we're going to score. And I think, is it, I'm trying to think of our wins this season. We've had one that was over one goal, wasn't it? Um, we beat Everton 2 0. Yeah. And yeah. West Brom, West Brom and Everton. Both 2 0, weren't they? But when you look at our wins this season, we've beaten the teams in third, sixth, and eighth, and 19th and 20th. We've picked up hardly any points against those teams in between there. Yeah. And that should be the, the sort of people we're picking points up against. And um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad we're, um, we're it's over now. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it does feel like that. I know what you mean. But when you when you kind of look at this season as a whole and think, do we deserve to stay up the way that we've played? And you know, throughout the course of the season, then if if another team stayed up who had played like we'd played at our expense, if they stayed up at our expense, then you'd feel really hard done by, wouldn't you? you think, God, they were awful. How on earth did they stay up instead of us? We don't deserve to stay up. We've just not been good enough. Um, Josh Madger had a chance in the first half, which took a deflection that wrong-footed Matt Ryan in the Arsenal goal. We did grow into the game as the first half went on, but as is standard Fulham this season, we didn't look like scoring. We were toothless in attack. And 
just really lacked any urgency. It's just not exciting to watch, is it, Dom? It's awful to watch. I think that that makes it even worse. Like we, we we've said this plenty of times, but even last season, we went up. Brentford game obviously was fantastic. Well, the extra time was fantastic. It was it was amazing to do that again. But the rest of the season was drag. It really was, and we mm. didn't look like we were ever going to get up automatic. And and this season, even since we've become a team, we did become a team where that that would not easy to beat. We just lost any sort of attacking impetus whatsoever. It's gone. There's no creativity. There's nothing to watch. I mean, the game today was that Arsenal were pressing five up the pitch on the edge of our box. Our whole defence were five yards in front of Ariola and they were passing it around until eventually they couldn't pass it anymore and lumped it upfield to Josh Madger, who's what, five for nine. He lost the ball, obviously, and then Arsenal attacked again. Awful to watch. It's like even... Even how, how awful Burnley are to watch, even how awful I, I find Sam Allardyce team to watch, at least you can see they 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 create chances that way and they score enough goals. Mm. It's just nothing. There's absolutely nothing. We've got nothing. The, the weird thing about that is, though, I mean, I speak to people, um, some of my mates, and they say, you know, it's a shame to see Fulham go down because they play some good football at times. Yeah, but they, they don't watch we, it. We watch it week in, week out. And I, I don't see when that happens. <laughs> There's this, there's this weird wankiness in football, you know, online football fans who think all oh, the team who've got high possession stats and most passes are the good ones to watch. But try watching it every week. You you want your team to create chances and score goals. This is shit. No, I, mean, I, I don't think we're a million miles away. I, th- I think we're a decent central creative midfielder away from being an all right side, you know. But when you look at... You know, Lamina, Anguissa, Harrison, Reed—they're the three that have been taking up those those two um, kind of central midfield spots for a lot of the season. Sometimes all three of them have played at once, like they did to try and see the game out today. Not one of those players is going to create you a chance, and that's where you expect the creative players to be. And we just don't have one. So, is it any wonder we don't, you know, we don't create chances or, or good? You know, you look at the stats, and all right, we 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 do have attempts on goal, but. Then they're not clear cut, and that's where you know when when we had player, players like Mal Bronk, Klaus Jensen, Danny Murphy, those types of players who can who can create good opportunities. That's when we used to score goals, and for me, that's that's one of the main things that we're missing this season. Yeah, we'd probably be tenth with Steve Mal Bronk in there, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know what you mean. We're not we're not a million miles away, but at the same time, you we don't have that player that you're talking about, so yeah. we can't play in a way that that needs that sort of player. Just like earlier in the season, we said, oh, we're a quick, pressing, good finishing striker away from being a good side. We don't have one. Why are we playing like that? Yeah. You know, yeah, that, you that, should... that's all it comes back to, to me. You play to your but... strengths, don't you, rather than trying to shoehorn players that you have got into yeah. a style. So I wonder if, like, is that because Kenny's been injured this season? Would he have been that player that have been good enough, do you reckon? Cause... I don't think I don't so. Th- no. I don't think he's good enough at this level. No, I mean, so one-footed, but is that mm. part of our problem? We because we're relying on this season. He's been out since November. Yeah, December. Oh, he's he's done for. He's absolutely done for. Uh, he's the sort. Of, he's the sort of player you can you can maybe get fifteen games out of him. You, you want him as a as your backup. Yeah, you know, for when your main guy's injured and you, you can't rely on him. I don't think we'd. I don't think we'd be seventeenth with if Kenny was fit all season. We haven't been able to rely on him for the past three seasons, though. We couldn't rely on him in the Championship last season or or the Premier League last time. The last good season he had was the was the Slav promotion season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Long time ago now. Long, long time ago. All right, lads, should we slag off VAR to pass the time for a couple of minutes? Um, <laughs> Sabalos scored a header for Arsenal a few minutes before half time, and somebody's shoelace seemed to be offside. We'll miss VAR next season, won't we? <sighs> Just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, they, they very nearly very nearly ruled out our penalty as well for mm. for an offside it's just oh you do we've said this before you don't you don't want to see that i i got i got some stick from you guys in the team chat off, up from the wolves game when i was annoyed that their one was disallowed because i was just looking at it from a football perspective not just a game yeah we benefited from it we didn't in the end you just don't want to see goals ruled out for that kind of shit. And I've, I've had enough of it. And that is, that is the silver lining, isn't it? I think next for next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You just mentioned it then just before the hour mark, Lamina went flying in the penalty box. VAR checked the the foul first of all. And when they slowed it down, yeah, the, his foot was trodden on. He, he made a bit of a meal of it, but it was a foul. There was contact. It's a penalty. And then they pull it back to check for an offside. Was it Aina? Who was, who was, and, and when they, when they drew the lines, it looked like he was offside actually, but actually the, I don't know, somebody's arm or somebody's knee was slightly bent at the right angle that, that kept him on side. Um, if, if you can't see something, once you've, if you stop something, you, I don't, I don't believe in those lines at all. Once you stop something and freeze frame it, that's you should be able to see with the naked eye whether somebody's offside or not. And if you can't, then then the rule needs reviewing. So uh, I really hope that they do review the rule because these lines aren't what football's all about. And it, it takes so long to to draw a conclusion as to whether somebody's on or off. It's just ridiculous. It's, this isn't American sport. This is football. It's played. It's played at a fast pace. It's not stop start. It's not rugby. It's not cricket. Just scrap the whole thing. I hate it. Well, I mean, like the commentator said for our penalty, if you take it from the next frame on, hmm. it's he's offside. Yeah. So what, where do you draw it? How can you tell when he's released the ball? Yeah. Like, I think like you should say it should be by the eye. Don't draw lines. Watch it in slow motion. Does it look hmm. offside? No, yes or no. Yeah. 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 That's with the attacker and it's not. That seems like the obvious answer, isn't it? But they can't They can't see it. It's like, let, let the lines, you know, the, the assistant do their job. They think it's offside in at normal speed. Flag, but if they don't, don't put your flag up. Have a quick look. If it's, they're obviously wrong, and obviously is you know, the whole player is offside or, or something stupid. Don't draw the lines. Quick, quick look. If they're obviously wrong, call it back. Otherwise, who cares? Let the goal stand. Yeah. So just to be clear, uh, we thought that the Arsenal goal should have stood and the Fulham penalty should have stood. Um, I'd love to say that the Arsenal goal shouldn't have stood, but you know, as a, Stupid, as a, as a football fan, I, I think it should have stood. But it was a definite penalty, and um, must have been about Josh Madger's second touch of the game, the the one that he, he buried the penalty with, and it was an emphatic penalty, though, wasn't it? It was outstanding, great, great penalty. Yeah, great finish. I, I think his his other touch was when he tried to take on the centre back and got tackled easily and fell over. Um, I don't know, I. Great penalty, fair play for him stepping up under that pressure. Um, all credit to him for that. I don't think he makes us any better than than Mitro does. Um, no. He's going to go down as another another point when Madler starts, which seems to be... Mm. It was doing the rounds before the game, wasn't it? Mitro's only been involved in one win and Madler's been involved in two and stuff like that. You know, it, it's it's false. It's, you're, you're looking for things that... It's got nothing to do with a, a single player on that pitch. It's got to do with how the whole team worked together. We were awful. 
<laughs> we were really awful, yeah. and he was a big part of that. Those um, those kind of stats would mean more if we've won, I don't know, like 75, 80% of our games. Then you could start looking at the players that are involved in those wins. We've won five. We've yeah. won five yeah. games all season. Who cares? It's it's yeah. no coincidence that Madge has played in a couple of those wins and Mitrovic hasn't. You know, I, I don't think it has anyway. Anyway, right. Harrison Reed came on for Adamola Lutman with around 20 minutes to go as we tried to build a fortress in front of the goal. And it was a combination of Ariola and Tosin that kept out what looked like a certain equaliser from a header. Another great bit of goalkeeping from uh, a player, Ben, that we're not going to have next season when we go down. Yeah, I mean, you look at the chances Arsenal created and they should have been one or well before it was. Yeah. I mean, they should have scored before we did, but as we said, VAR wrongly ruled that out, we believe. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the pressure, it was coming. It, it was only going one way. As, as you say, it was... Backs against the wall stuff, 10 men behind the ball and just try and hang on. And it sort of shows the position we're in and we have to do that. And it'll be a shame next season because our best players have been lone players. Mm. I mean, Lookman's gone off the ball, but he's been good. Um, Ariola, outstanding. Yeah. Um, Anderson, outstanding captain. And that brings up the question next season, if he if he's not here and Kearney's injured, who's going to be the captain? Not that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give it to Bobby oh, Reid. Yeah, the he'll do it. He starts every week. Tom, Tom, Tom Kearney's still club captain at the moment, isn't he? If Tom Kearney plays, then he's he's probably going to have the armband. But yeah, next season, who knows? It would have been would have been Mitrovic, but arguably Mitrovic doesn't stay next season. But that's that's a conversation for another day, anyway. Um, Ruben lost his cheek. Hmm? It's it's another it's another sign, isn't it? I just want to add, it's another sign how poor your season's been when. I would say Ariola has been our man of the match more than any other player this season. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't been consistently the best player. He's made a few mistakes, but he's he's had performances like today where he's won us points on his own mm. several times this season. And when your keeper is man of the match so much, something's gone wrong. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you, if you agree with that. He's, he's excellent. And we I think we'd have been down a few weeks ago if he wasn't there. Yeah, it's difficult because Marek Rodak's a great keeper as well, but I think Ariola's just in a different league in the same way that Van der Sar was in a in a different league to, to Mike Taylor. You have to play Ariola, you couldn't not play him. But yeah. again, next season, I'd expect Rodak to, to come back in if he isn't too pissed off by being left out this season. Hopefully, he'll come back in and do another good job for us. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek replaced Josh Madger with around 14 minutes of normal time to go. And then Scott Parker threw on Joe Bryan for even Caviero a few minutes later to really try and shut up shop. It's really not easy to watch when you've got so many defenders on the pitch, is it? It's just horrible, Ben. Just so negative and it's just inviting pressure. Um, mm. Just sitting back, I think that there's added time. The ball came out to Loftus-Cheek and he was about 15 yards inside our half. And he takes a touch and there's literally no one within 10, 15 yards of him. And... He's got nowhere to go and the ball just dribbles out of play. It, mm. It's just so negative. It's I mean, it's like it's like watching Burnley, isn't it? But they can defend. That's the difference. It's almost worth sticking Angisa on the halfway line rather than Loftus cheek to to try and keep the ball. Because, you know, if 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 we're defending, we can sling the ball up to Angisa. And as Danny said before, Angisa just doesn't lose the ball when he's got it. He can hold on to it. You know, he it'll turn around in circles, but he's so strong. And Loftus-Cheek just isn't. I mean, he he lost the ball a few times and we were straight back on the back foot again once he'd lost the ball when he came on. 
Yeah, and, and Greece is like Moussa Dembele Mark Three. He's um, he, he he just seems to keep the ball, but loves his cheek. At the start of the season, he was coming on, and he was it was sort of ten fifteen minutes ago. He was coming on, and he was seeing out games, not seeing mm. out games. Can't win many, but it was the game was staying as it was. Not much was yeah. changing. Like, he, he looked a good player. And he looks to just be devoid of confidence at the moment. Devoid. Yeah. About. Yeah. The, 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 the funny thing with this bringing on more defenders thing, it just doesn't work anymore. Like there was this thing, and I'm pretty sure it was up until the Man United game this season where we lost two one, where we hadn't lost under Scott Parker for since after taking the lead. And we know, as we know, a lot of the time last season we did the same thing: five at the back, six at the back, and we held on. And I don't know. I think it was creating some sort of false impression of of that working. We got lucky a few times, and now the luck is completely gone. And we know what's happening when we bring on a player to see out the game. I mean, we were already camped in our own half. What's another defender going to do? You need an outlet. Like we said, our Burnley have got an outlet. West Brom have got an outlet. These teams have got a plan when they actually get the ball back. We don't. We never. We we don't play on the break. So. So what's the point of trying to defend even more? Yeah. All right, mate. Well, in the 97th minute, it was absolute heartbreak. I actually thought that we were going to hang on by that point. We we defended all right from set pieces. I know Matt Ryan came up for the corner, but I, I just felt like it was so close to the end of the game. We were so almost over the line. Ryan flicks the ball on. Some Arsenal player pings it back into the mix from the back post. And then Ariola saved it and Nketiah rolled it over the line. And then VAR were, were checking to see whether that big blonde fella Arsenal have got was, was offside. And he was offside, but clearly wasn't in the line of vision. Um, I, I actually thought we were going to get away with it somehow. I, I thought the, the goals were going to be on our side and they were going to disallow it. What, what did you make of the goal? Shit, wasn't it? <laughs> Some, right. It summed everything up. Just... Yeah. Oh, just desperate defending. And then the ball just goes in the right place. Ariola can only do so much. Tap it in. Oh. <laughs> what more? What more can you say about it? Yeah. Super frustrating. I, I was really hoping we'd hang on just so Colin John could be right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin. I think uh, Colin's John has um, literally just mess- messaged me in the last few minutes and said it's done. So, <laughs> hopefully he'll be back on the pod before the end of the I'm season. To... Collins, if you're listening, you promised us a win. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Is he sure he's was... not saying he's done his, his partnership with us? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He's been, he's been great value this season. But um, he, was, um, he wasn't he was happy that Mitrovic wasn't starting, I've got to say. Um, but there you go. Anyway, right. Come on, let's, let's come on to a, a Scott Parker rating then. Uh, Dom, what are you giving him? Four. Yeah. Um, two shots all game. Maybe another one I'm forgetting. Against, against, Ar- against Arsenal's reserves. Yeah, it was Arsenal's reserves, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Aubameyang was out. They're the keeper who hadn't started yet. When was the last time Bellerin started a game? And then and then a bunch of kids who, fair enough, they're good. That Saka sort of changed the game in their favour, I think, when he came on. He was excellent, but it was their reserve team. Um, we didn't line up like we needed to win, which we did. Um, brought on the defender, which didn't work. Sat back, sat back, sat back. Got what we deserved. In fact, we probably deserved to lose it, if we're completely honest. Um, just he's out of ideas. Completely clueless. Um, awful result. 
and we're done for four. All right. I'm going to say a five. Um, I don't really know why, if I'm honest with you. It's, it's difficult to, to kind of work out why why you're giving him more than a one. But I, I always kind of... Because he, think... Maybe because he drew his attention away from his players with that hideous <laughs> cardigan jacket thing. Yeah, as Baldwin said, he must have been hot. We're hanging on for our lives here. Yeah. yeah, isn't Scott Parker hot in that? Honestly, <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, yeah, I, I always kind of start with the five and then try and look at the negatives if I'm going to go lower or um, positives if I'm going to go higher. And yeah, you're right. We didn't really create much, but we all we were so close to, to getting a result and we almost saw it through. And, you know, Arsenal did have chances, but they weren't brilliant chances. I thought we defended pretty well throughout the game, but we just created nothing. So I'm going five. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I have to go five as well. I mean, so close to a good result, but that good result still might not have been enough. So I think based on the season so far, five. All right, mate. Well, let's leave it there for this week then. Shorter show this week because nobody really wants to be talking about this any more than we have to at the moment. There'll be some respite this week as we don't have a game for a fortnight. So on Thursday, our celebration of the 20th anniversary of winning the Division One Championship under the guidance of Jean Tagana will be out. As I've mentioned on the last few shows, Danny and I caught up with Kit Simons recently and had a brilliant chat with him. Kit's really generous with his memories and stories of that season. So watch out for that, as I said, this Thursday. As always, thanks for sticking with us. We do appreciate it. Better times are always ahead and we all need to keep believing that at times like this. The UK is beginning to open back up again and we may even be able to get to the cottage before the end of the season. The football may be crap at the moment, but I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone again. Go on, you whites. Cheers. Fulham.